0: Welcome to the Love Cars On The Grid podcast, your global motorsport roundup with me, Tiffany Dell and Paul Woodman.
1: Welcome to Love Cars On The Grid, your global motorsport podcast. There is plenty to catch up on on this podcast, including a big weekend in F2 and F3. uh, The WEC 1000 miles, the IMSA 12-hour Sebring, IndyCar, NASCAR. But first, we're going to Bahrain and talking about a little race in Formula One. The first race of the season. What a spectacle. (sighs) Great to be back.
0: Uh, Just to talk about the spectacle, can we just run back to the end of the last show we had? Um, You asked me what I thought the result would be. Uh, I can't can't remember. What what did I say now at the end of the last show? Did I say a Ferrari? Yeah, you did well. Ferrari won too. Very good. Very good. Did I I say someone at Haas would beat Mr. Schumacher? I might (laughs) have predicted and slightly (laughs) embarrassed Mr. Schumacher. Did I also say that I felt that, despite a lot of people thinking science, the Ferrari, I thought Leclerc would come back to be the uh, better Ferrari?
1: Did I say that as well? Last anyway, week? time to move on. I yeah. think it was a very good weekend, and um, uh, yeah, but it was. You were right, actually, good prediction. Uh, but you wouldn't have predicted Ferrari one-two in that in those circumstances. I don't think anybody. Um, I would. did. I did. I did predict. But not did. in those circumstances. Not. Of, <laughs> no, I know. Not of a. Yeah, you know, he, he was a Red Bull really...
0: meltdown. I think a large, a large. Part of the uh, viewers. Not that I'm going to stir up any controversy on our first show of the new season, but there must be a lot of people quietly having a giggle over the, the demise of poor old Red But I mean, it's always a shame when a, t- a team loses results at the last one, especially the racing was so good, you know, and Max could have challenged for the lead after that pace car restart and uh, it could have been even more exciting than it was. But uh, you know, all starting qualifying, you know, some up. I mean, and the qualifying story has to surely be Kevin Magnussen in the Haas. I mean, that was just outrageous.
1: Just incredible. I you know, didn't really rate him that much. He's <laughs> a driver. shows what I know, doesn't it? <laughs> and, of course, Valtteri Bottas.
0: And Kevin was seventh, wasn't he? And Bottas in the Alfa Romeo was quite a shock sixth. Otherwise, I think, you know, qualifying was pretty much as expected. Apart from George, George, the great Saturday man in a Williams uh, cocked up big time on his last qualifying lap and, uh, and that while well, he's dad in ninth, wasn't he, on the grid? He recovered in the race, but uh, yeah, but that, it was... But that
1: surprised me with George, because George Russell, who is clearly a very talented driver, said... I rolled the dice and had one shot, but hang on a minute, the amount of times the greatest, the the Lewis's and the Max's of this world, on that last lap, always nail Nail it. Nail it, So it's not about rolling dice, it's about doing your job, son. That's what it's all about. (laughs) As if I know what I'm doing. He (laughs) redeemed himself in the
0: race. He was on Lewis's pace in the race, but the other thing about qualifying was McLaren. McLaren, just meltdown. I mean, the best looking car, I reckon, that wonderful orange and blue. But McLaren and Aston Martin, of course. But Aston Martin got lost in Vettel, which really didn't help. And Hulkenberg came into the delight of many uh, Twitter followers. Uh, and out-qualified, I think, didn't he, in the end. Out-qualified Stroll. But um, So Aston on the back foot, but McLaren, really, the, the big losers.
1: It's funny you say the McLaren's a best-looking car, I agree. It's a beautiful-looking car, but those 20 cars under the lights look spectacular they look look beautiful so uh yeah very impressive uh, look and i think we should take a step back before qualifying actually because the day before it all kicked off of course we had the announcement from um form one from the fia uh about actually the, the rule changes and uh um, what they're going to do now so they waited all that time of course because they knew it was too <laughs> late for anybody to contest anything and ha- has it made any difference is it going to make any difference they certainly well, seem a know. lot tighter and stricter on on track limits that's why yeah, they
0: haven't released the rules though which is a bit straight they've they sent all the overtake i'm not sure i'm happy with the overtaking rules that uh, leave it to you to give a place back and you have to decide if you should and then the um they put this thing now. You you must be level on the outside in order. You must give the car the outside room if they're level with you. But that, it's a quite soft. It's 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 mainly alongside. I forget what the actual wording is. <laughs> you know, I tweeted. You know, you have to be front wheel to front wheel, and unless you're front wheel to front wheel on the outside, you give the corner away. Um, they haven't gone... They're not stripped the exact position, but um, anyway, it remains to be seen. Um, Did you see?
1: So, the championship they agreed was, uh, well, they didn't agree to the championship. They said human error led to. Oh, going back and back. Yeah. Go, no. So, but, but. Um, I'm not going bit, back that time. We're not going back that no, not, I not thought, back that time. I thought it was quite funny that it's still trending now, I think, human <laughs> error championship or championship <laughs> yeah, or on, on, on Twitter. But, uh, but yeah, uh, qualifying was a bit of a shot bit of a shock for McLaren, absolutely. Um, uh, they were, I think they were the losers all over the weekend, to be honest with you. Ricciardo, yeah. Ricciardo, he was oh, off the pace. Yeah. And poor yeah. Orlando just didn't turn up either, who's not even to be seen. But the race was, what did you think of the actual race, Tiff? Was it exciting? Well, were you on the edge of your seat? Well, it was because of the pace car, and it was because there was quite a bit of
0: close encounters. I, I'm not as excited as, you know, all the normal pundits say, oh, it's great, they're following closer, it's great, it's different. But he honest, the first five laps, the top five, did that usual sort of spread out by a second, a second, a second. And, you know, for a while I thought, yeah, well, is it really that different? And, um, but then we saw Albon holding up a pack of cars behind him, which was very exciting. There was some... But there always was great, crazy racing in the back after field, you know, even in the old regulations. Um, so I don't know. I'm still sitting on the fence to see really whether these great regulations changes have, have changed much. Um, But I'm coming out, I've got, this is controversial, Paul, you have to listen to me on this one, right? I'm beginning to think we have to have DRS. I I know, I know, I thought, I know, I I thought I would never, I'm going to put into everyone's minds, our viewers and listeners, right, that the great thing about Formula Ford racing or Caterham racing, we think it's exciting because people overtake a lot. They overtake a lot because they've got slipstream, which creates the overtaking. Now, with all the great aero-bloody cars with their dirty air. The dirty air, first of all, you can't follow close enough. They've tried to change that, okay, with the ground effect. But by doing that to get the cars closer, they've reduced the slipstream a car creates. Therefore, you haven't got the extra bit of overtaking manoeuvre of the slipstream. So, in my mind, this is what I'm trying to... Are you listening? I'm trying to hypnotise you all. I'm going to call opening your DRS, not as an artificial overtaking assist, but as creating slipstream. You see? So what you're saying is you're don't think of it as a no, what I'm saying is don't <laughs> think of this anymore as a horrible artificial overtaking <laughs> device. All you're doing is giving the following car a slipstream, which is exactly what makes Formula Ford and Caterham racing so good. So Put it in your mind. Put it in your mind. But when the flap goes
1: open... It's, it's fine to admit you're wrong creating. once in a while. I know, no, you know it's, even, it's even it's the mine. greatest get it wrong once in a while. Well, so otherwise,
0: otherwise, I think we're going to have to accept we've got flipping DRS forever, you know. so You've either got to put that into your mind that um, DRS isn't really artificial, it's creating slipstream, which is my new mental approach. I mean, <laughs> at the end of the race, Lewis, with the DRS open, close to Perez, down the straight, couldn't even pull alongside... You know either that's because the Mercedes got purposing problems, it's got drag, or the engines aren't tuned up, or or um, Honda have got even more power than ever. So it's overtaking still looks pretty hard.
1: Yeah, but you say that but the, the Mercedes wasn't a competitive car this weekend. So oh, no. th- that, that, but still a straight it- there, but at the end, you know,
0: when Lewis was in Perez's gearbox almost, he couldn't get past him. But I mean, yeah. the, I mean, the highlight, I'm mean, saying, you know, the racing was as good. I mean, the, the two laps we had with Max versus uh, Leclerc were outstandingly exciting. Um, when they came out of the pits and Max attacked like he always does. It was brilliant. I mean, that was so it. But he only went on for two laps. It was two brilliant laps, two of the best laps of racing we've had for a long time. But there wasn't that
1: much racing, was there? There was, there was Well, no, those two
0: laps, that's yeah. what I mean. You know. But then, of course, the radio comes on. Right, you've had your two goes, your brakes are over No, no. I mean, engineers, they give you the lightest brakes to save weight. They give you as little fuel as possible. And so we always get these situations when when racing becomes racing, the engine, oh, sorry, I haven't got enough fuel in the car. You've got to save a bit of fuel now. Oh, sorry, our brakes aren't big enough for this race because the computer says we have the lighter brakes. You Over the average of the whole race, you'll go quicker. But I think that's such a shame for the audience listening that He's attacked twice. No, he can't do any more, Max. Your brakes are overheating. I thought that was a bit of a... a, okay.
1: a, a subject. <laughs> on the Max subject, subject, the balloons bursting, I think, I think it's a bit greater than that because we talked about how magnanimous Mr Hamilton was, Sir Lewis yeah, was yeah. last year in defeat. And I don't think that probably... I think even the most diehard of Max fans will agree he's probably not the um, most magnanimous in the <laughs> he Little tantrums and spitting his dummy out. And it just doesn't... I yeah, don't, I like that. I don't do mind
0: Max. See, I don't mind Max having to go on the radio. I mean, I'm not doing
1: that. I think that's great. I don't mind
0: a driver having to go on his own team or being a bit feisty. You know, Kimmy was laid back and, you know, amused us with his uh, joking comments. And Max amuses me with his, you know... I'm fed up with this, you know. So long as he's not complaining about what other people are doing. yeah, yeah. No, that's good. but okay, you've stuck me on that. you've given me the wrong you know schedule here.
1: Well, the, um, I don't. Yeah, we, it's good to question your team, but it, surely there's a time and a place. But it's so frustrating. You're in the heat of the moment, and I've been there. I don't really swear that much, but I've had a couple of. Don't swear of, that much. i have seen just, your
0: outtakes.
1: Exactly. The caveat was going to be that um, unless somebody hits me, and then you just, you just <laughs> red mist. You can't help yourself. It's quite funny. But was it <laughs> was it karma for Red Bull on what happened last year, or uh, you know? Leading. No, it's, it's, it's just, just motor, racing. It it is, motor racing. It
0: happens. I mean, I'm sure they'll be back this weekend with um, brakes that last a bit longer and engines that last a bit longer or fuel supply or whatever went wrong.
1: And uh, has that changed your opinion on who's going to be um, world champion this year? No, Ferrari, Leclerc, Ferrari. I already told you that. Hang on, you told me Max last week. Oh, did I?
0: Oh, I'm sure I meant. Sure I, meant. Well, I thought it was going to be Ferrari one too, but I, I did. I did think Max would do it. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I still think the Red Bull's maybe the quickest car, but yeah, it has to wait to be seen. But it was an interesting result. Yeah, the Ferrari one two is great. You know, I think Lewis coming back to be on the podium was quite nice after what he's been through over the winter. Russell George stayed with him once he got back into the place. And McLaren Mercedes uh, three four. Then we had K Mag in fifth, I mean, just, just incredible. Fantastic. Valtteri six.
1: Hang you know, on, hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We got to mention as well. Good. Uh, as well, because if you saw any of the pictures of him uh, afterwards, wow, what a brilliant bloke to have in the sport. Just that's a person. What, they,
0: what they've lived through, you know, they yeah. got Mr. Haas over in America, you know, paying the bills and phoning up every Sunday night. Where did you finish? <laughs> yeah, last and second to last. You know, where did you qualify? <laughs> your yeah, last and second. To... I mean, for the whole team, all those Haas guys that have felt embarrassed for so many years. It was just the, most, the best story of the weekend, really. It really was um,
1: such a brilliant story. Good for them. And a boundary. Good but, for a But poor, old, but poor old Mick Schumacher. Where's he going to end up? What's going to happen? Surely I he can't. Know. There's no hiding now. There's absolutely no, no hiding.
0: No, no. There's a few drivers on my list that don't really okay. want another year, I don't think. I also pointed, I think I mentioned that I thought Ocon might uh, come out and get ahead of a lot, <laughs> which he did.
1: You, so know really, getting, you know, I only you know I only say released. these people. I say these people just to say the opposite of you. That's the <laughs> only reason. I I I didn't think Fines would really beat uh, uh, Charles, but there you go. Uh, Yuki Tsunoda is perhaps on that list. Only one more year,
0: Yuki, before you're gonna have to go terrible qualifying again for Yuki. But he, he redeemed himself in the race to get back to eighth. So I thought that was a good race for Yuki. Um, one person I wrote off slightly last weekend. I'm maybe back off a bit, Guan Yu Zhao. I mean, obviously, the alphas what, good. What baby, he didn't, didn't stay with yeah, He didn't stay with Valtteri. But, I, yeah, I was impressed. A good, solid race for tenths. Um, of course, it was Mick that missed out on points by being 11th. <laughs> then, yeah, Lance Stroll, 12th, best asset. Alex Albon, good feisty race for Williams, 13th. And McLaren's 14th and 15th. They only beat Latifi. Oh, and Hulkenberg, of course, who was at the back, having not raced much. But, um. <laughs> Yeah, a really good weekend. I enjoyed the racing. I, mean, I you know, had to watch it last night. I couldn't watch it live because I was at Southampton watching the football. I know, yeah, I what happened there, Tim? Yeah, no, no, no. sorry. No, we don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, we lost to Manchester City. But our entertaining Formula i I'm not convinced that the overtaking is fixed or even that the following closely is fixed, but I thought it was a very good debut. And reliability. What do you think these are all brand new cars that only had, what, six days testing? Or what was it? Three days shakedown and three days testing because they didn't call it a test. Yeah, really interesting. And the Formula 2 and Formula 3 races were, you know, fantastic as well. So, many, so much overtaking. Because they're back together at the same weekend, which is so much better than having one, those stupid two reverse grid races and one one, which some idiot decided was a good idea for young drivers.
1: <laughs> Don't you oh. mix your words, OK? Tell us. how Also, Formula
0: is. 2 and Formula 3, they had the sprint race first because, you know, it's when do you do your reverse? And they used to have the reverse after the feature race. So with be the feature race, halfway through the fit towards the end of they're all battling who would be 10th, who was ninth, who was 11th, you know, because you've got 10th, you'd be on pole for the next day's sprint race. So at least this time, the sprint race grid came from reversing the qualifying, which that should be, um, and uh, top 10, so that that was good. And, and Dutchman, Verschure, Richard Vachur, who was uh, ninth fastest, came from second on the grid to win the sprint race sensation the F2 was this Aussie, Jack Doohan, the son of um, Mick Doohan, of course, the Aussie super, well, not super, white, um, motor GP, as you'd call it now, champion. He was on pole for the uh, the main race and battled for the lead um, and sadly came out of the pits and banged his wing on um, the back of the eventual winner, Theo Pochere, and uh, had to go to the pits for wing damage. So Pochere won, really the pre-season favourite. Again, Liam Lawson, the Kiwi, who's another pre-season favourite. So really good F2 racing from start to finish. JQ's got ninth, best Brit, Oli Cobble, 17th. Um, so F2 was good. F3, where well, we do have British talent, where we hope we'll be winning. But, ooh, they qualified 11th, 12th and 15th, which wasn't so good. Oli Behrman, Zach O'Sullivan and Johnny Edgar. But it gave Zach O'Sullivan pole for the sprint race. We had the, the sprint race, the, we had Brits first and second, which was really good, except it was a reverse grid race. Um, but in fact, Oli Berman came through to win on the road, and then he got track- He was the first track limit uh, culprit and had a five second penalty at the end of the race, which put him into second place behind the French kid, Isaac H- Hapjar. Um, so that was good for the Brits. Uh, Zach O'Sullivan dropped back to sixth, Edgar the 13th. Um, but the main race, which is always the more important to look at for who's best, was an Argentinian I've never heard of, Franco Colapinto, was on pole. Uh, they dropped to sixth before the end. Uh, that was won by French. When French doing well. Victor Martin won it ahead of the recovery. Arthur, Le- Arthur Leclerc was probably the star of um, F3. He qualified 14th and came up to second. So Arthur had probably the best race. Uh, the main race, Ollie Bearman who's looking the best. So if I can sixth, Edgar 11th, and O'Sullivan 19th. But great entertaining race. F2 and F3 round that track. Always uh, entertains. It's be- the wheel, whole weekend. Was great.
1: Wheel to wheel, nose to nose stuff. You can get away with it when you're in the little cageums. They 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 look quite flimsy, but they're so strong. But you can get away with nudging. Of course, you yeah. can't with those cars because you ruin your aero. So uh, yeah. you can't do that at all. But I, I enjoyed it. I thought and I thought Bahrain was quite good. I know it's not the the, the not a lot of people don't like it. It looks spectacular under the lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots going on. And where I mean, were you it's that X? silly
0: corner. I've raced around it in a Holden um, uh, Holden. Celebrity race at one of the Grand Prix. Um, with Rick Parfit from Status Quo was my co-driver. One of the celebrity co-drivers, and uh, I had a really good time. But the, you know that silly left hand, the corner annoys you most, you know, they're all locking up the inside wheels. It's yep. sort of, halfway around the track, and they got as a kink. So you're braking turning through a flat out left, and then it tightens, tightens, tightens. And everyone locks up frontless. In a Holden touring car, that was so tight. I mean, in a road car, you, you'd be like the tightest Mallory Park hairpin. It's stupid <laughs> tight. If you look at the lap of the track, if they just made that come out for the previous term, we're off at the bottom of the hill. They'll come out almost side by side. If you made that a proper Druids corner hairpin you know, you could exit the previous corner and maybe do an overtake, but instead it goes into that ridiculously, ridiculously type corner.
1: I've, I've driven around there as well, and uh, one thing that you don't see on the TV is there's quite a lot of undulation on the track. Oh, yeah, yeah, drop Drop down. You don't, down you don't see that on the on the TV, and that's quite scary. Yeah. You sort of go down and right-hander, left-hander, but... um,
0: it's a bit over the hill before the penultimate yeah. corner. It's a big hill when you come up and over the top and then down into the penultimate corner. Very good. And see it's yeah. on to um, Saudi Arabia, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, back to that track with its uh, your favourite dangerous, stupid first corner. Oh.
1: What is going to happen there? Can't wait for someone that. Someone will hit
0: someone. Someone will hit someone. But it's I'll tell you what was
1: someone. quite good and crikey, talking of someone hitting someone. It didn't hit anyone, but let's go to MotoGP for Indonesia. The first time ever there Indonesia, of course. We had Susie Perry on the show uh, last week, was it? Crikey.
0: Yes, Susie yeah, was
1: there. I-, I told her to uh, take her brolly.
0: And her bikini because it was hot and rainy, and I was about <laughs> right with the weather. And of course, Susie did look hot as always, but she looks hot whenever she's wearing. But are you uh, to was... say that
1: these days. Is that I don't like know. It? I thought about that. She's now, a friend, so you are. Thing. No, she's, she's a friend, th- so you are allowed to say that. And you should she's be allowed a to lovely, that. lovely, lovely. You lady. should be able to say somebody looks <laughs> hot. I say if I would say you look hot, which I don't, obviously, because you, you don't look hot. But if you look, look hot, I would say you look hot. So what does it matter whether you're male, female, whatever you identify are as? You're about to say before the racing. Because oh blimey! The well, fl- the flying Spaniard. Yeah, um, um, any, uh, who didn't see it or who hasn't seen it, but um, um, what do they call it when you just a, a high sider? High sider. Side 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 side. well, oh. well, it's it's a weird thing with bikers because it, it happens when the
0: when the back goes, you spun it up too much throttle. So the back, so you're in oversteer mode, <laughs> and sometimes you then shut the throttle to stop the slide, and then of course the rear bites and it creates this flicks you up in the air. And I often wonder why. It, bikers that know that's going to happen you you should almost sort of stay off almost wind up more throttle to make sure you go down in the low side up. but it's probably such a natural thing to shut the throttle but
1: Mark went so high in the air and we saw he, he looked, came down you know he landed sorry your stunt double's just walking in there if you wonder who that is in the mirror that's Tiff's stunt double when we do filming we can't afford him every day so we get Andrew to come where is, it? Where is it He's he around just gone he off uh, the, to get something no, i was was sorry cuz cuz Mark's just coming
0: back from this huge injury he had an arm problem and then he's had a couple of concussions uh, and the way his helmet hit the road, you know, this was another massive oh. concussion, and um, they wouldn't he let him race. He got up, obviously oh, no, was very was... dazed,
1: got up and started walking, he just thought, wow, sit down and relax, but incredible, really. But it was it, yeah. was, it was exciting, I thought it was very exciting, there's always so much overtaking and so much going well, on. It was, well, it was wet as well, so we had a really great
0: wet race, and funny enough, the wet race solved a huge problem It was growing. Because they'd only resurfaced the track four weeks ago, madly and in, in 40 degree <laughs> heat, so it probably never, never got hard. It was actually breaking up. We'd had the motor three, motor two races, um, and they were worried that the track would break up in the middle of the race and there'd just be gravel on the track and it'd be impossible. So, luckily, the rain clouds came and they had this fantastic wet weather race. I'm um, I mean, Fabio Quattararo, the champion, the French champion on his. On his um, um, Yamaha isn't he um, had a terrible first round but he was on pole he was back and a wonderful run to second lots of battling um, Miguel Oliveira with KTM was really the, the star out front leading all the way but it was this battle I loved, the best battle really. it was this battle for 8th place which was on Fitchlot on the television because it was Darren Binder the brother of Brad Binder who's already won a Grand Prix on KTM, Darren's come up from Moto2 last year and he came from 22nd on the grid to get to 8th and then was involved in this like six-bike battle to the finish, to who would finish eighth. In fact, it was his brother, uh, Bradford, who got the eighth. So the Binder battle was hugely entertaining. But uh, you had to see those boys out when it's wet and, you know, the rain and the storms, and the clouds. They are amazing. Um, sadly, the rain, well, maybe spots of rain, Jack Dick, Jake Dixon can um, explain for him dropping it. Jake, who's... He had a terrible season in Moto2 last year. He's suddenly got a new team and he's really up the front. He's got pole position. Uh, Sam Lowe's, the other Brit, was third on the grid. Um, But Jake didn't make the best of the starts, dropped back to third. Then he overtook Sam to go to second. There were just spots of this rain, they thought. Anyway, the front folded under him and he was inconsolable after the race. But fantastic to see Jake Dixon on the pace with Sam. Um, Sam dropping back to finish fourth in the end. Um, But the race was won by my pronunciation now, <laughs> <laughs> from, from Thailand. Uh, Somkyat Chantra, Somkyat. And there's this lovely this grin. Again, we always talk about MotoGP, don't we? There's interview box afterwards. Everyone seems to be smiling when he sees first, second or third. cat smile. He, he done some blonde highlights on top of his black hair. And he just looks the same with bright teeth and a huge grin. I mean, he's been in Moto2, I think, for a, a few years now. And he, he's three years. And his best result was fifth. He was 18th in the championship Amazing. last year. He was, on, he, wasn't on, he was on the front of the grid. But, of course, you know, again, it goes with the temperature, the heat. You know, he comes from from Thailand, Indonesia. They, they're used to running in real humidity, very hot tracks. Um, so, yeah, it was the most wonderful win I've seen. Um, Pedro Costa our gleaming motos, he still hasn't uh, had a good weekend in Moto2 yet. He, he fell off under a yellow flag. And got a long lap penalty so you only qualified 10th and ended up ninth. um so again yeah, great racing
1: of, yeah just like just going back to the seeing the winner and you just the emotion and the, the jubilation yeah imagine three years and, and not getting you know any yeah, no, any result not even on the podium and i know your yeah, first podium point. Point. But you're the it's just amazing uh,
0: Moto3, where we do have some riders, Like sadly not John McPhee, who's been our only Moto3 rider for a couple of three years, the year. Scots. He had a shunt in doing his training. They go training on these dirt bikes, don't they? And he's broken a couple of vertebrae or cracked them, and he's going to be out for a while. So really shame John McPhee not out in Indonesia. But our two young Brits, this wonderful Vision track racing team that's the last police and British riders into the lower echelons of, of GP. Um, Scott Ogden was quite a start. He, he had been further up in, in testing. He only qualified 18th. But he battled through to finish 13th. And he was on the pace of the leaders once they got into the second half of the race. Fantastic ride from Scott Ogden. Uh, his teammate Josh Watley not doing so well back down in 27th and finished 20th. So some, some possible riders, the British riders of the future, beginning to climb that ladder. And, and Scott Dixon, not Jake Dixon, uh, really looking good in, in Moto2. So... But it rained well, and it was hot.
1: Still time, just a transition period. Hopefully, just a short transition period, but um, still, still time. Um, <laughs> so USA Tiff, there's quite a lot going on. Uh, four, four major races, four major,
0: two of the major races at the same track. Because Sebring's had, had this. When well, Sebring's had this famous 12 hour race, it's almost yes. third in line from the Le Mans 24 hour race the Daytona 300 race, the Sebring 12 hour race but it lost its world championship status when the Americans went their own way with regulations. Uh, and the world championship only come back to the last two or three or four years, I think. And they have this 1000 mile race on the Friday now for the world endurance championship. And the traditional Sebring 12 hour race still happens over the weekend or the Saturday uh, for the IMSA races. And of course, this is the last year, next year, they're going to finally be combining the world championship rules with the IMSA rules. And we should have the most wonderful field of sports cars. Um, as it is at the moment, there's only four cars in the top class in the world of endurance two Toyotas again, uh, one Alpine and one Glickenhaus. And this balance of power that's going to be a huge controversy when sports cars do join together next year. The Toyota, they've taken away because they have hyper car, they've got four wheel drive. They can choose four wheel or rear wheel. You have different weights and oh, it's, it's a minefield. But they've taken away the speed they can use the four, the front-wheel drive of the four, has gone up. And that's the way they're regulating the Toyotas, to hold the advantage. And then it was sort of 50 miles an hour or 60 miles an hour before you could use your front-wheel drive. Now it's like 80 or 90 miles. I don't know the right numbers. <laughs> uh, so they were really hobbled, the poor old Toyotas. And the Alpine was quicker all weekend. Then in the race, um, we had this weird crash. Jose Maria Lopez in one of the Toyotas, while lapping a back marker, uh, pinched him a bit. He was going around the outside of the corner, went sideways, just dented into the wall. Um, I thought he'd probably got away with it. Left came back on track and said, I haven't got a problem, I have got a problem. Next shot we have, he's steaming at full speed with tyre smoke pouring off his front bodywork, coming up to this very fast left-hand corner. He just went straight on. He had no steering, a huge shunt, hit the tyre walls up in the air, rolled over ended up on his roof. And everybody's saying, you know, why why wasn't he limping back to the pits to check? He knew he'd hit the wall with the nose, you know, sort of brain, I don't know, red mist. He is a bit of a red mist driver, apparently. I didn't say that. Anyway, that put one Toyota out, including Mike Conway, the only Brit in there. So the Alpine cruised to win over the Toyota second, the surviving Toyota, the Glickenhaus third. A quick shout-out for Brits that did well. Um, fourth overall, MMP2 winners, Paul DeResta and Ollie Jarvis. Paul, of course, we see on the telly a lot with the Formula One, who were who are partnered by a 16-year-old American kid, Josh Pearson, become the youngest ever uh, podium race winner in world sports cars. Wow. He's doing Le Mans this year. He's going to be the youngest ever Le Mans rider. I mean, he was 16 on Valentine's Day this year. Wow. So he was 15. I know, I don't know. The point is, he's done quite a few years in karting. He's done former F2000, the sort of beginning level of, of single season America. And He hasn't got any podiums. I mean, he's not really done much.
1: Um, how has he done I, that? Yeah. I mean, that's that. What a prodigy that is! Yeah, I know money, but still <laughs> get on the podium. That's. Uh... I know. I mean, I, to be fair, I mean, Paul or Ollie, one of them said, you know, he did a triple stint,
0: opening stint, and didn't make any mistakes, and. Um,
1: I shouldn't. I shouldn't so, put you on on the spot, but do you know the times? I mean, how, how far off?
0: No, I never looked in. I always love to look. It's quite time consuming to go into the live timing, work out who's driving. And then you've got to look for about five or six laps because you get caught in traffic. So you, exactly. it's not a regular. So no, very hard. But yeah, the boys I are mean, just still amazing that he could do the stints. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Elsewhere, other Brits, quick shout out, GTO Pro Nick Tandy came second, he's now driving for Corvette, he used to be a Porsche driver for so many years, he was beaten by Porsche, so Tandy will pretty much happy. <laughs> uh, we had a win on the GTM, so shout out for David Pittard, who came first in GTM in Aston Martin. Um, See, so bring 12 hours, as I said, Alex Lynn was part of the winning team, we had a lot of British stars doing him, so they're over in America, where you know, go over and earn good money. Uh, in fact, six of the 15 drivers in the top five cars are British drivers, so a lot of British drivers over there. Uh, and the top five are all in the lead lap at the end of the 12-hour race. Um, elsewhere, LMP2 podium, third for Ryan Kyle Tilly, and Kyle Tilley, and GT2, second for Steve McLaren. So lots of Brits having fun doing sports cars in America. Good
1: stuff. Uh, it wasn't the only thing in America. There was also no. <laughs> your... Quickly, I
0: know. So well, IndyCar... Indi- 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 IndyCar, IndyCar was quite for.
1: good, but it's,
0: yeah, it's... that Texas, I'm not a big fan of those. Same as really me. Really flat out. There's no real... I mean, that was terrifying speed. It's like 221 miles an hour on it's Texas Oval. Every um, single bang, bang, oof. bang, bang. And they it's couldn't scary. get out. They couldn't make a second lane work. I think it was a NASCAR race. NASCAR, they put this black extra grippy stuff, which I don't know whether it works half the time and half the time it doesn't. But if the indycar got up into that, there was some big shunts, you know, going off at 200 miles an hour took out about five cars. But on the last lap, Joseph Newgarten had been uh, tracking down Scott McLaughlin, who won the first race, then, um, where were we in the street, St. Pete? Um, and he was gaining, gaining, gaining. Scott caught his back mark last lap. Anyway, Newgarten went around the outside of him at 220 miles an hour, won by 0.066 seconds. So a spectacular finish. Uh, but we have to... Mentioned, sadly, poor old Jack Harvey, our only Brit. out. Well, no, of course, not only Brit. We've got Calamilla to his 16th in the end, I lot. Uh, but Jack, really, our front-running British driver, had a huge shunt in in, in qualifying, absolutely oof, mangled the car. And, um, again, he got a bit of a bash on the head. So they wouldn't let him race, but I think it would be five for the extra. And Santino Frucci, the controversial young American, came in to take that car and finish ninth. One story, last if they're Jimmy Johnson, the NASCAR veteran. Jimmy Johnson. Making, he's made a bit of a fool of He just wanted to do single-seaters, you know, and he's still, it's a bit like, you know, I don't know, someone in the back, Lance Stroll or something, you know, buying in his way. He wanted to do single-seaters, and he, he kept on spinning off on the road course. He eventually got sort of into the top 15 in road courses, but he's now decided to go ovals. He, he didn't fancy the ovals at first. But he finished sixth. He qualified out of 15th or somewhere. So Jimmy Johnson, he's now going to his first Indianapolis Speedway. So a good story there for NASCAR fans, which leads us straight into NASCAR, just quickly. Uh, there's always a NASCAR story every week. And, and Atlanta, uh, one and a half mile, they put, they've steepened up the banking. And they've created a Daytona or, um, Daytona flat out oval. So they just stayed too wide, all around one and a half miles, instead of a super speedway size. And it was tremendous to watch, because the only way to overtake is to, is to do this bump, you know, bump, bump, bump. And of course, on several occasions, if you bump the wrong place, the poor bloke in the front is trying to keep it in control. And they'd spit off and hit the wall and take out three more cars. Um, sadly, Carl Larson got taken out in one of these bump, bump, bump crashes. Um but his teammate at Hendrick Chevy uh, William Byron came through to win so spectacular nascar i mean it's full throttle all the way round
1: spectacular but... nascar wow it is it was it was very
0: entertaining round a very tight <laughs> track with constant two-wide pushing shoving uh, battling
1: OK, well, I'm going to tell people what's coming up next week. And whilst I'm doing that, I need your predictions for the Formula 1 because the Formula 1 is at Jeddah in Saudi Arabia. It's only got Formula 2 in support. There's no Formula 3 next week. Uh, and NASCAR goes to the Circuit of Americas. And I'm going to predict for the first time this season, you're going to see a new rivalry. You're going to see the Max versus Charles rivalry. And I don't think they're going to finish. I think there's going to be some argy, <laughs> argy. I I just got this sneaky suspicion you're going to see Carlos winning. Sergio second, Lewis third. You heard it here first. Carlos winning,
0: Sergio second, and Lewis third because the other two are going to take each other out. That silly chicane in turn one. That's my, that's one. my, that's my exactly Chiquet.
1: exactly my prediction. What's your I think, prediction?
0: I, I'm going to week off. I think I'm going to rest on my laurels. <laughs> <laughs> no, no chance of getting two in a row, is so it? Let's be honest. Definitely not. Because it was a bit of a power circuit down the back, wasn't it? It's a bit of a, you know engine circuit, Saudi, isn't city first silly they got, oh, the fa-
1: they got the fast car. Red Bull got the fast car. Mercedes definitely have to do something about that. Well, that they can't
0: change much, can they, in a week? Can't, I can't no. see many spare parts being flown in you know, that's going to transform the Mercedes. So I think There's it's a new a rivalry Ferrari.
1: in town. New rivalry, and it goes from their karting days. Charles and Max are great mates, but it's different on yeah, track. But- those two laps they had in together, they, they both behaved quite well and,
0: and Charles used his head and uh, got back after each the end of the first lap. But yeah, okay, okay. They're going to take
1: each other out. So you're going to give, give us a prediction or are you just going to leave?
0: <laughs>
1: no, Leclerc's going to win again.
0: Leclerc's going to win again. That's good.
1: It, final. On that note, we'll look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks for joining us as always. Cheers. Cheers, bye. <laughs> <laughs>